The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline, pylon, touchdown, and the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, usually joined alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. But I'm riding solo today. Hope everybody had a safe and healthy weekend. Happy Monday. It is July 20th. And time is running out for an official decision to be made on what will happen with college football in just a few short weeks, about eight, if my estimates are right. First game is supposed to be August 29th, week zero of the 2020 season. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Had some good back and forth with some of the listeners this weekend, at Punt and Pass, as well as myself, at Drew Butler. And if you don't already follow Aaron Murray, give him a shout as well, at Aaron Murray 11 puntandpasscom renovated, renewed, a great new website coming out here in the next couple of weeks, so be sure to stay in tune on social media. I'll let everybody know when the new site goes live. We'll have a merch store, we'll have a blog, we'll have videos, and everywhere that you can listen to Punt and Pass. It'll be awesome. It's sure to be a great spot for you to bookmark for the fall. A great article that literally just came out this afternoon that I kind of want to break down from our buddy Dennis Dodd over at CBS Sports. He had a sit-down conversation with Bill Hancock, the college football playoff executive director, and I think you'd be glad to hear that Mr. Hancock is remaining cautiously optimistic about the 2020 season Dennis Dodd writes. We will dive into that, but I think one thing that kind of hits closer to home and is a bit more relevant to probably a lot of our listeners is what's going to happen with high school football. High school football is a very important aspect of a lot of people's lives. Look, I've got kids, of course, they're not in high school yet. Our buddy Aaron Murray just had a son who will surely play high school football when he gets old enough, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners have kids or are involved in communities that really love and enjoy and really can be the heartbeat of their communities, high school football during the fall. California stated today that they are pushing high school football back to either December of 2020 or January of 2021. Now, obviously, California and every state is being heavily affected by the coronavirus, and, and, and you municipalities, government, state, local officials are making decisions on their own as to how their local ordinances will go about high school sports, large gatherings, X, Y, and Z. I think everybody is almost come to grips with how things will look in the football season 
if there is one, you'd be shocked if fans were allowed in the stadiums at the start of the season. For high school football, will they allow families? Will they limit the number? Will there be social distancing? Look, I have no idea. But when it comes close to home, there's some interesting things that are happening right now. So California is moving their fall sports essentially to the spring. In Fulton County, if you're in the Atlanta area, their director said that they're not going to move fall sports to the spring because they already canceled spring sports, and it wouldn't be fair to those spring sports. I, I agree with that, to be quite honest. I mean, things are so upside down right now. When you're thinking about your high school kids— and how much and how effective really these extracurricular activities can be from a recruiting standpoint, from where you're going to school, from how you get exposed to colleges and really figure out what you're going to do for the next four formative years of your life. I don't think that's fair to push fall sports to spring and just kind of wash your hands off and say, you know what, guys, we're just going to wait this thing out and see what happens. Now, Gwinnett County, DeKalb County and Fulton County are all starting with virtual learning. So how do you do virtual learning but say, you know what, let's have a football season. Let's bring fall sports full bore. Kids, after you're done on Zoom, go ahead and get in the car and then head over to school, and we'll have practice and chug away at this season. I don't have the answer to that. I really don't know. From an economical standpoint, I highly doubt that high schools and these schools, county superintendents would be able to facilitate testing that would allow it to be safe. If there were some sort of testing and safety protocols that high school athletes could follow from virtual learning to then actually playing their sports, I I think that'd be a great way to move forward. But again, from a cost standpoint, I don't see how that's possible. A source of mine who's a coach for a Fulton County school told me, yeah, they're working out right now, but all they're doing is temperature testing every day as soon as the kids show up at school. I mean, that does virtually nothing, right? Unless somebody were to come with 102 fever and didn't feel it yet or their temperature was elevated, and it was maybe at the onset of the coronavirus. But at that point, I think it'd be too slow. I'm no doctor. That's, of course, just what I've read. You know, there was a a motion today from the Georgia High School Sports Association to stay on schedule that was voted down 8-4. to And then there was a proposal that they could delay it but continue on with the season. After that, a vote was unanimously passed that said it was to keep all 10 games, start the season on September 4th, and keep the playoffs the same. Five full weeks of playoff football. I mean, that would be awesome. And essentially what they're doing is delaying the start of the season by two or three weeks. So with that unanimous vote, are they just buying more time? My source, who's a Fulton County coach, said that's what he would think, that they're just buying more time to make a decision by saying, you know what, we'll start the season September 4th, carry on full bore five-week playoffs, and see what happens. But what is the precedent you're setting if you can't go to class but you can play sports? I just I don't know where you draw the line. It's such a tough question. My wife and I were talking about it as well. You know, we have two daughters. We're very thankful that we don't have to make that decision at this point. It would be so stressful because it seems like regardless of the decision you're going to make, you're going to be judged for it. That's just a really shitty place to be in. I want to send my kid back to school. Well, then somebody's going to look at you the wrong way. I want to have my kid virtually learn, but then him go play sports. Well, then you're going to be judged. 
I want to have my kid not play sports and virtually learn because that's what's safest for him. Well, you're going to be judged. It's just, it's just a really tough place to be. Where do you draw the line? Is it worth it if there's some chance that you could prove that there are some sort of guidelines and protocols to keep it safe to allow kids to play fall sports? I think that's obviously the vision that people are trying to make happen. You need to figure out some sort of normalcy. California, one of the biggest states for high school football in the nation, is postponing their season at a minimum to start in December. How does that affect recruiting? How does that affect these kids who are trying to get scholarship offers to the lesser schools but to help pay for college? How is that going to affect your five stars who want to make a decision or maybe want to ball out if you're a three-star to become a five-star and go to the school of your dreams? I don't know, but it's unfortunate for the kids. It really is, and it's such a tough decision to make regardless of what you choose. And regardless of how you look at things, you will be judged, and that's no fun. So the GHSA passes a unanimous vote to have a full 10-week season and five weeks of playoff football starting September 4th, delaying it by two to three weeks. My source says they're punting to buy more time, even if they are. Maybe the narrative changes through the month of August, and maybe somehow it does work to where, hey, We'll start the session. They'll start the semester virtual learning. Kids can play football. Again, that is a tough precedent to set. Again, I don't know where you draw the line. But I think trying to figure out how we can have some sort of normalcy with the fall semester of high school football will be best for everyone. But it has to be somewhat safe. Of course, it's not going to be 100% safe. I think everybody has accepted that. There's got to be some semblance of protocols, some semblance of guidelines. And if that's possible, I think you can find a way forward. But that has a gigantic ripple effect. What specific states do for high school football. I love high school football. Watch it on GPB every Friday night. It's the best. Get you fired up, ready to rock and roll for a great weekend. Saturday college, Sunday NFL. (laughs) That sounds great. Right about now. Let's dive into this CBS Sports article written by Dennis Dodd. College football playoff executive director Bill Hancock is remaining cautiously optimistic about the 2020 season. Now, look, Bill Hancock has taken his shots on punt and pass right here from me specifically. I have voiced my opinion about the college football playoff committee time and time again. My number one gripe about the committee, zero transparency. They can't talk about anything. Plenty of athletic directors and decision makers have deeply rooted ties to certain schools. Nobody knows how the discussions go. All you know is what they decide on and how their opinions differ from week to week, which is crazy to me. I've always said, if you televise their five-hour deliberations on TV, I bet the ratings would be fantastic. As boring as it may seem, put it on ESPN News Tuesdays from noon to 5 p.m. Eastern, I'd be tuned in. It would be background noise in my office. I would love to hear the discussions. What difference does it make? I think that'd be fantastic. They should do that. But Bill Hancock, let's go back to the point here. Sorry to go off on a little rant. Bill Hancock has been the executive director of the college football playoffs since its inception seven years ago. 
Dennis Dodd says Hancock is one of the most optimistic people on earth. He could watch a train derailment and convince you as a wedding reception. He is that good at seeing the bright side. Hancock says a great quote. Hey, when you're in the middle of a blizzard and you think it's going to snow forever, but it's not, summer will get here. Comparing what we're dealing with right now with the coronavirus pandemic. Dodd says, will we see games at the end of August? The season is scheduled to kick off Saturday, August 29th. The Power 5 commissioners are expected to decide at least the near-term fate of the season by next week. Hancock says it best, says what I said all last week. Quote, for me, I'm just waiting. That's all you can do right now. Dodd writes, this season's college football playoff, again, if there is one, would be the most unique in the event's short seven-year history. Think of a season interrupted by the coronavirus. Think of the possibility of conference championship games not being played. Dodd asks Hancock, what would the college football playoff do to select teams? Hancock says, the conference would say to the committee, here's our champion. I mean, talk about great talking points. Having no conference championship game and the conferences just saying, hey, you know what? Here's our champion. I mean, there's been plenty of ties in the past. Alabama notably not playing in the conference championship game, but somehow getting in to the college football playoff. Notre Dame not being in a conference, but getting in to the college football playoff. Think about that. Conferences with divisions like the ACC and the SEC, if you have one bad game to the wrong team, you might not be in your conference championship game. Of course, now there's not going to be a conference championship game in this specific scenario. But imagine commissioners and conferences literally having to pick their champion based on a truncated season. Fascinating. That would be fascinating. Hancock says there's been a belt tightening in his office, anticipating possible downturn in ESPN revenue due to a shortened season. Get this. ESPN pays an average of $475 million a year to the FBS in playoff revenue. Of course, the college football playoff office keeps a portion of that for operating expenses. It's crazy. Again, there there are so many things that will be decided with a trickle-down instance if there is no football. How about this? You know the committee has 13 members. Dodd writes, this is the last season for six of the 13 CFP selection committee members. What happens if there's no football? Are those six committee members just off? Whoops, sorry. Your term is done. You didn't get that last season. We're going to go get new committee members. I'd probably be okay with that. What about the 2021 college football playoff semifinals that are scheduled? It's supposed to be in the Rose Bowl this year in the Sugar Bowl on Friday, January 1st. The CFP National Championship game is set for Hard Rock Stadium outside Miami. Dodd says if there isn't a season, would those sites just be skipped in rotation or pushed back a year? Think about those cities and those bowl committees that have invested big dollars to be a part of the college football playoff. Dennis Dodd brings up great points. Would they just be cut out of the rotation? Hancock says, quote, we haven't discussed it. We will talk about it when the time comes. Changing the rotation would be complex. Of course, much about these times is deeply complex. Adaptability is indeed the key word. Look, I am firmly on Bill Hancock's side here. Wait. 
you don't have to make the decision now. It doesn't mean they're not looking at all options. But to sit there and paint the most negative picture possible does not do anybody any good. And we said that last week on the podcast, got a lot of great feedback on Twitter and Instagram, at Punt and Pass and at Drew Butler. Here's the most interesting part, though. Dennis Dodd asks, how would the committee evaluate teams that are only able to play six games versus teams that play nine games? That could very well happen. (laughs) Here's Hancock's answer. They can tell. They can discern. Hey, they're good. That's why we have a committee. If this were simply a data-driven system, I'd have my doubts. If there wasn't a human committee, I wouldn't be as confident as I am. Dodd says, in other words, they're going to use the eye test. Oh, the eye test. How often do we hear about the eye test Tuesday evenings when college football playoff rankings change for no given reason? Funny enough, the old data-driven system, Bill Hancock was in charge of that too, Dennis Dodd tells us. From 2005 to 2013, he oversaw the old BCS. I think it's very, very interesting. Gotta love this, though. Hancock, quote, we are certainly planning to play this year. It's out of everybody's hands at the moment. He goes back to 1918, Bill Hancock does. Look, the guy's 70 years old. It's not like he lived through the Spanish flu, but he says we got through that. We'll get through this. Medically and scientifically, we're better than we were in 1918. Thought it was a fascinating article. Props to Dennis Dodd. That's his second article being highlighted right here on Punt and Pass. And you know what, Bill Hancock? Good on you, my man. Thank you for staying optimistic. Thank you for being a realist and sitting there saying, look, we don't have to make a decision yet. We will make a decision when we absolutely have to. I think that's the right way to go about it. Is football important? Yes, of course. Would everybody like to see the most quote-unquote normal season that we could in 2020? Yes, of course. Do we all want the college football playoff to happen? Obviously. Dodd asks Hancock a couple of college football-related topics, a little question and answer. I'll answer these questions for you because I thought they were good questions. If you had a college-age football-playing son, as a parent, would you tell him? What would you tell him about playing right now? I would say play. If I had a kid who was on a football team right now in college, he would be on campus working out with the team. And I've told you why time and time again. One, they've got fantastic resources. Two, they're being taken care of as best they can. Three, he's got a place to live. Four, he's being fed meals. Five, they're working out and staying in shape and meeting and getting ready for the season. Clearly, schools have figured out a way, and I understand students are not on campus yet, they figured out a way to manage this with the time being. Last week, football players and coaches were able to get together. They've been meeting. They've been preparing for the season. Unless my kid said, Dad, I don't want to because I don't feel safe, then that's his decision. But as a parent, I'd say play. Next question. What do you think this season's going to be like generally? It's going to be crazy. It's going to ebb and flow. It's going to be extremely fluid. I think week by week, we won't even know what's going to happen. It will be memorable. That's for sure. And Hancock says, not normal, but we'll look back in 20 years and say, remember 2020, how bizarre that was? 
We asked Seth Emerson that as well two weeks ago on Punt and Pass. And he said, do you remember when the Braves won the World Series? That was a shortened season. Not many people remember that. The only way, Seth said, that it would be extremely memorable for it being bizarre as far as a title winner is if legit conferences just didn't play and somebody like Boise State or Maryland or Boston College was your national champion. Yes, that would be memorable in a bizarre way. Dot asks Hancock, the only way there wouldn't be a playoff is if there are medical concerns at the end of the season. How much do you worry about that? Hancock has a great answer. You worry about what you can control. I don't stay awake at night worrying about those things. Props to him. I mean, I, I echo that sentiment for sure. The last question that Dot asks is, how will college football look coming out of this pandemic? Hancock says, I think it'll look the same. I don't know how long it will be to get there. There's so much passion on college. It'll be the same eventually. We all get caught up in the moment. So do I. I'm sure you do at points too. It has been crazy. Everybody talks about the quote-unquote new normal. We'll get through it. We're going to get to the other side. Will it look different in the interim? Yes, of course. In five years from now, in three years from now, next year, Will stadiums be packed and college football look a lot like it did in 2019? You know what? I'd go ahead and bet yes. Hancock said it best at the beginning of the article. When you're stuck in a blizzard, you think it's going to snow forever. We're in the blizzard right now, people. Let's just hope the snow stops sooner rather than later. Or maybe the blizzard kind of takes a, takes a, a chill pill and we just chill with two to four for the next couple of weeks, two to four inches on the ground. I'll look at the bright side. I'll focus on the positives. Not downplaying the severity whatsoever. I just believe there's a path forward. And I think they'll find it. So there's your daily dose of positivity from the Punt and Pass podcast. Shout out to Dennis Dodd for a great article and Bill Hancock. Hat tip to you, brother. 70 years old, staying positive. Maybe I will tone down my criticisms of you in season with the college football playoff committee's actions, but I can't promise anything. I'm just fired up at the thought of having college football. Appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to follow on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram at Drew Butler on Twitter and Instagram. NewPuntandPass.com coming soon. I'll talk to you guys later on this week. See you.